on this episode of This Is Game Boy. Hold on to your butts! Welcome to episode 26. Dang. Been doing this for over two years. Dang. <laughs> Welcome to episode 26. Um, with to this is Game Boy. I am Beltha Gaming, and with me as always is Mulla. Howdy how. And uh, before we dive into everything, uh, Mo, what have you been up to? Playing some Vigi games. I have been doing that. Uh my list might sound long, but it really isn't. So, <laughs> but I'm I'm just gonna go uh, through it real quickly. Um, I finished the Capcom beat 'em up bundle. Isn't hard to do because it's literally unlimited continues anyway. So you just play through the games. Um, some interesting games I'd never seen before. Uh, it's all right, but I think it's more fun to play with two people, but nobody else has it. So. I just uh, went through them on my own. Um, I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, it's it's like seven beat-em-ups. Uh, Final Fight, Captain Commando, uh, Armored Warriors, uh, Knights of the Round, things like that. So so all the arcade beat-em-ups. They're fun. But yeah, yeah, I like those games. Maybe with two people it's more fun. You can do it online, you can do it local co-op, but... Uh, yeah, I didn't know anybody who had a bundle on PS4 at least, uh, so I just played through them on my own. Uh, nothing special. Like, all these games are like, what, 45 minutes long or something. Um, yeah. So I did one while I was doing a workout or something. Like, it's it's uh, just something to pass the time while doing something else, really. Um, I also picked up Sekiro uh, back again. Shadows Die Twice, I think it, it's the full title. Uh which is the Japanese Samurai, Samurai Dark, Souls. Dark Souls, yeah. yeah. More Tenshu than Dark Souls, to be honest, but yeah, the fighting, of course, is is very hard. Um, I'm not that far into the game. I've only played it a little bit. I do love it. it it's a really great game, but uh, I'm not in the mood for such a game, I guess, so I can't keep my focus on it too long. So it's always like do one area and then I leave it be for a while. Uh, so it will be a while before I'm done with that. But uh, yeah, starting to learn, but still very hard. Like it, I feel like it's harder than uh, to understand the mechanics well enough um unlike dark souls where you can get very far by just leveling up you still have to be good of course but uh sekiro is a, it's a little bit different because there's not really a level up system uh it's more like you beat a boss and you get one thing that uh that can help you out later so that's that's a different system but i like this style more actually so uh that's good yeah i i, I own the game i haven't played it i like the theme i i like samurai mm -hmm. japanese asian themed things like that i own the game i haven't played it because i already know how infuriating i'm going to be when i start playing that game yeah there yeah. it, it's really not that easy to understand because there's you have to use counters basically throughout the entire game and yeah. uh, in the at the beginning it's it's kind of 
easy it's to kind of how them Fallen still. Order was. Yeah. If you if you played Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, the the, the, the new one, kind of yeah. how that one was, where like you held block and you just wait for something to come at you. You know what game I really want to play though is that Ghost of uh, Ghost of Tsushima that came out in May, which is another like samurai themed game. Right. That game yeah. looks sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If if you're into like. I, that's the thing like i wouldn't say if you're into dark souls you should play sekiro because it's like completely different but just difficulty wise it's it's definitely up there uh but if you like things like onimusha or tenshu or uh any of those games uh you should definitely check it out but yeah be careful it's it's a hard game like that's how they're made so uh but this one has a story unlike dark souls and and bloodborne where where it's literally (laughs) just like you have to you have context clues everywhere but sekiro actually has a a story driven uh you mean you don't just roll for six (laughs) yeah you actually have (laughs) cutscenes and a story that's taking place indeed but you will still be uh well rolling well (laughs) doing things (laughs) to dodge everything because otherwise you're going to die um but yeah, I've been doing that a little bit. Um, I finally finished slash completed God of War Ascension, which is the fourth one that came out on PS3 uh, back in the days. Um, like everybody says, it's not the best God of War game. Absolutely not, because they uh, focused a lot on multiplayer aspect of it as well. Uh, so the, the single player feels a little bit lackluster. Uh, but it's still God of War, like the old ones. Like you're still playing God of War, basically. So if you like that kind of gameplay, why wouldn't you play God of War Ascension? Um, and for completionists out there, there's only one online trophy, and literally the only thing you have to do is log in. So that that's that's all there is to it. Um, who knows how long the servers are gonna be around? So. If, if you're looking to complete that game, I would say do it quickly. Uh, so, um, yeah, you gotta play the PSP ones, man. The PSP ones, or the re releases of them, the HD re releases of them are yeah, really good. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. but yeah, I, I love the old God of War series, I like this one as well. Um, and this is the prequel, actually, this is like the first game in the in the entire storyline. So, um, yeah, it's it's fun, um, and it's not that long. I, <laughs> took me like 10 hours to complete it having to go through the game twice almost um i was kind of surprised that there was a chapter select um but there are like always with god of water like trophies where you have to do something really ridiculous and you have to use a glitch for it otherwise you're never going to be able to do it um but um the chapter select is weird in that it remembers what you had at the moment, you got that checkpoint for that chapter. Um, so I didn't have the necessary upgrades to pull off that glitch. So I had to replay through almost the entire game again because it was right near the end uh, to be able to get it. I, I thought Chapter Select will give you your weapons and upgrades that you had when you finished the game, but nope. So uh, yeah, be wary of that. Uh, if, if you're going for it. But again, that it took me like two and a half hours to get back there, so it's it's really simple. Um, but you have to play it on the hardest difficulty as well. That is originally available, uh, because there are even harder difficulties, but you don't have to play those. Um, I also completed Resident Evil 3 Remake. 
which was surprisingly easy and very, very much fun. Um, like, after you've played the game twice or something, you are so familiar with it that you just get through it in, like, an hour and a half. Um, and then you... Oh, wow, that's short. Yeah, and then you get, like, the infinite rocket launcher, and then the game is just <laughs> laughably easy. It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, there is one trophy where you cannot use that thing, um, because uh, one of the trophies is to not use the item box ever. Um, and the infinite rocket launcher is in the item box, so you can't use that. So that makes it a little bit more difficult. But I've never been able to complete a Resident Evil game or get S rankings or whatever. And this one, I did in two days. Like, I played it two days and then I was just completely done with it. And it was, yeah, a lot of fun. So, um, if you're looking to get into completing Resident Evil games, yeah, definitely do the RE3 remake because that's, yeah, laughably easy. I, I love watching Resident Evil games, but they're just not for me. The last Resident Evil I played was the one on GameCube, which I think is Zero. Mm -hmm. Where you get like stuck in that farmhouse with a chain with a shotgun and this guy with a big old chainsaw breaks in and comes after you. I've I, never played that just, one, so I only know the start oh. and that's in the in the terrain area, but uh, never played the rest like, of that one. Yeah, so like that's the only Resident Evil. Well, that's the last Resident Evil I played, not the only, but that's the last RE that I played. I was like, I don't like this, and I haven't played. Like the remakes look amazing and they look super fun, mm -hmm. but and I and I own them. <laughs> I own them, but yeah, I just like I have no desire to play them, but I love watching people play them. Yeah, it's fun if if people are playing them for the first time at least. Uh or if you watch a high end speed run of it, it's really crazy what those people can can do because uh, yeah. there's like the knife only runs and things like that. And I'm like, how in the world do yeah, you Yeah, the even no damage runs and stuff. Like yeah. watching like Carcigen and Bach and everyone like that. Yeah. Mm, yeah, that's crazy to see that. Uh, but yeah, if, if anybody is interested in finally <laughs> actually getting S ranks in Resident Evil games, just pick this one up. Uh, it's, it's so much fun to do, actually. And it won't take you long. Um, I also picked up the Mega Man ZZX collection, uh, so I've played through ZX because I hadn't done that before. It's a fun game, um, I was kind of surprised how easy it was actually, uh, definitely compared to the Mega Man Z games or Mega Man Z, whatever you want to say, yeah. Mega Man Zero, I guess those are called. Um, besides the fourth one, of course, which is also pretty easy, but uh, yeah. ZX, fun game. Um, nice uh, exploration, open world game, so that's always fun to do. Um, the bosses are cool, the upgrade systems is is pretty well done, actually. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing at Advent, I think it's called, the next one. Uh, I haven't gotten around to it yet, though. Uh, but yeah, that, that was a fun game. The Switch version, uh, or the, the re-release collection version, does have, like... Um, you can link some of the games and then you unlock new boss fights. I accidentally stumbled upon an area with, with extra boss fights, uh, got pitted against uh, Zero, totally wrecked me in like 10 seconds. I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't think I want to do this, uh, so I did it. Um, but yeah, that, that's a fun Mega Man game, and I hope with all the collections that they... Uh, brought out that they will finally also do Battle Network and, and Star Force. Because uh, I have never really played them besides the first one. Uh, 
So it would be cool if they make a collection out of that one as well. I played the first Battle Network. It's pretty fun. Yeah, the first one I remember, and then I just didn't do it anymore because I have one on DS, I think. It's four, like a remake of it. Uh, but yeah, I, I never played it for whatever reason. So, uh, But yeah, I hope they do a collection sometime. So, uh, because those games are hard to... Well, not hard to get by, but it's Mega Man, so it has to cost a hundred dollars. <laughs> the hard, the, no, some of them are hard to find. Mm -hmm. Like some of those, some of those handheld Megas are actually pretty tough to find. And yeah, it, because it says Mega Man on the cover, it's got to be at least fifty dollars yeah, base. So, I mean. so yeah, th those collections are a godsend that they've been releasing them for all the series, like from normal to what what we are at now sadly some of the games are missing uh like mega man and base uh is missing from the original or or the the, the racing game i mean it would have been nice if they just put them on there as well for oh, people to i have. forgot about the race yeah like it, i know it, it's not the main series but just put them on there because why not especially mega man and base or rockman and 40 as it's uh mostly known because the re-release on Game Boy Advance was not fun because the screen was zoomed in too much and it would be nice yeah. if they would just release that game again so people can actually enjoy it because that is one of the most fun original games uh, but also is <laughs> a very hard one uh, but yeah not a lot of people play it uh, because it's just yeah, not out there to be able to play Um, besides that, I finally got my core graphics, uh, the mini, <laughs> like, thank God they finally released it. <laughs> it was like two months too late or something like that. Uh, but I have checked out a few games here and there, nothing that I really played through, uh, except for Notopia. Uh, for people who don't know Notopia, it's basically Zelda. Uh, and this one came out before... Link to the Past, so people are making the joke that Link to the Past is actually a ripoff of Natopia. <laughs> that's like uh, in the community, in the Turbo Graphics community, that's like a joke. Like Natopia is, is the actual Zelda game. Uh, it's a fun game, but I have a real problem with the hitboxes in it. Uh, that killed me a lot of the times. But besides that, it's it's very straightforward uh, how to get through it. It's well done, good music fun gameplay um and there's a sequel that apparently is better so i'll which is also on the core graphics so i'll definitely check that out but if you like Zelda games check out Nootopia. it's it's pretty fun uh, don't expect too much but um it's not on the same level as Zelda games but it's it's still a pretty well done uh zelda style game at least um i also uh like, I, I made a list of games for people to choose uh, for me to play on my stream. Um, those are all games that have been lying around here for ages and th that I'm just not getting through. Um, so if, if people collect enough points, they can just uh, select one of those games. Uh, one of them was A Nightmare Before Christmas, The Pumpkin oh, King, so uh, which is a Game We Had Fans game. Probably one of the best Game We Had Fans games there is out there. It, it is the best Game Boy Advance game yeah. out there. It's so good. It is really, really good. 
Um, it acts as a prequel to the movie. Um, it is canon. Yep. Like all the characters in it are, are the same from the movie. Um, and it, it kind of shows how uh, Jack Skellington became the Pumpkin King, even though he already calls himself that at the start of the game. Uh, but yeah, it's like Metroid. Basically, you have a, a big open world, but you can only go to places... Uh, Unless, uh, when you have the appropriate upgrade um it's yeah. not confusing at all like it's more made for kids probably than it is for for uh, teenagers adults um so it's a pretty simple game. It, it, it's never confusing where to go. There's actually very little backtracking because I did complete this game, which was super easy to do. Um, like, <laughs> for my brain, there were some puzzles that I did in a way that were more complicated <laughs> than the actual solution was. Um, and yeah. once I figured it out, <laughs> I was like, oh, but this is so simple. But yeah, it, it's just because you're so used to these harder games that, that you think, oh, I have to do this, this, this. And then it's like one step or two steps instead of five steps. It's, it's a good intro into a Metroid-type game. Yeah. It, it really like if you're all if you've always been intimidated by a Metroid style video game, honestly play Nightmare Before Christmas to Pumpkin King. Like it is a very good intro into Metroid style games and how to approach a Metroid style game. Yeah. It's just, it's so good. It really is. And the graphics are simply amazing. Um yes. I mean I, I was really baffled by by how good this game looks. Um, it really shines through that it's a nightmare before Christmas. Like you feel at home immediately. So that's a really good thing. Even even the music and sound is just phenomenal. Yeah. Like it's it's as if you are playing in the actual movie. Mm -hmm. Like it, like what Mo said, it's a prequel to the video to the yeah, to the movie. But like they didn't skimp on any of the details at all. Like it's as if. Tim Burton went in and created everything, yeah. all the assets for the game. It's phenomenal. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I was I've seen this game being played a few times before. Never really played it myself, but yeah, it's it's really good. There, there's only one thing I didn't like about the game, and that was the final boss. I think Same. it. it I don't know what they did there, but un unless I'm still playing it wrong, there's <laughs> there's still a possibility for that. But I felt like that one was too difficult for the wrong reasons. And um, yeah, it took me definitely an hour before I even understood how to kind of do the boss, but I still feel like I didn't get it. Uh, but Yeah, I, I think the boss, the final boss took me like 30 minutes. I, I think I still did it wrong, but mm -hmm. I just like powered through it. Yeah, yeah. And unless you get all the health upgrades throughout the game, it's kind of hard to actually power through it. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, it is. So yeah, maybe again, maybe doing it wrong, but yeah, I feel like they're... That one did not fit well for the rest of the game, but yeah, whatever. That's it's it's not too cumbersome. It's not like you're gonna be stuck there for days or anything. But no. um, yeah, and then besides that, I think I mentioned this on my light. Um, I'm at game four hundred for Portable Pleasure, which is always a Pokemon game every hundred games. So I started playing uh, Gen four Platinum. I'm playing like the third for third version, well second version actually, <laughs> the third game of uh, Gen four, um, and I'm absolutely enjoying it so far. Um, and for some reason, I don't know why, maybe because I'm 
not familiar with the Pokemon from that gen at all or something like that. But this one feels more difficult than any of the other Pokemon games I have played. And I actually do enjoy that because I really have to think about what am I going to use? Which moves can I use? Um, like for now, I, I played a little bit before this podcast. Um, I'm at the fifth gym, which is a water gym. Um, I have a Roselia grass type. You would think, easy win, right? But then they throw a Gyarados as the first thing at you, which is the worst Pokemon you can still, after all this time, you can come across. Um, Roselia can't really do anything against it. Um, it just does too much damage. And after that, they throw in the evolution of Buizel. I, I don't know the name. Um, and I was like, Buizel, water Pokemon, no problem, right? And then they just ice punched me or something. And I was, yeah, well, uh, this is not gonna work. So I think they did a really good job and um, maybe not balancing, but like giving you a challenge for once. So... I really appreciate that. And the overworld is fun, like the map is fun, unlike Gen 3, which I, I still can't, yeah, I don't know. I don't like Gen 3. <laughs> Gen 3 was not fun for me to play through, and this one has been uh, great so far, so. I went from, my Pokemon went from Gen 2, you know, gold and silver, to sun and moon. Ooh, that's, that's a big, big gap. That's how big of a gap yeah. I had yeah. when, I went, when I came back to Pokemon. So like when I so like when I came back, there was like fourteen hundred different types. I'm like, I don't know what's weak, <laughs> what's strong, what. Mm. Well, so I literally had it. I had a page up on my computer telling me like there was a graph like super effective, half effective, and it, it was just a cross path, uh, just a cross graph yeah. of like what to use against a certain type of Pokemon. I'm like, this is way too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Like, I think they started doing dual types uh, back in Gen 2, but not that big. Uh, yeah, they did. But now it's like, oh, I can't do this, Jim. Nope. <laughs> they always have, like, a Pokemon that you're just... Yeah. You're gonna be weak yeah. against it in some configuration. And it's like, oh, what do I do now? Do I just grind levels? Which is probably also not gonna help and um yeah the, the first problem i had with this game problem as in i i got stuck was the, the third gym which is ghost type um ghost is only weak to either ghost or dark um and the only thing you can catch even before that is a ghastly but <laughs> Ghastly is not strong enough to to get through that, so I got stuck there. And it, yeah, it really makes you think, how am I gonna do this? Because I would love to have just the Pokemon with Bite or something that's more than enough as a dark move, but yeah, I, I couldn't find anything. But it's, it's probably when people are just like, yep, time to use those X specials and those X speeds. <laughs> never in my life have I used one of those. I've never used them either. <laughs> yeah. And you should not. But yeah. But I'm having a lot of fun with Platinum, so I'm gonna gonna try and get through the fifth gym soon. But yeah, that's uh, oh no, I forgot one game. Um <laughs> I forgot one game which I talked about in the past that I was playing it. Uh, the One Piece Pirate Warriors game. I remember I said back then that I am not going to complete this game. It's dumb. Um, it's just grinding. I, I, I don't care. Lo and behold, I completed the game and it took me 70 hours. 
Oh, I'm such an idiot. It's unbelievable. What a game. Oh, what a game. Man. Yeah, I said... Pi- pirate, pirate anime game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dynasty Warriors with the One Piece characters. Uh, f- fun game, but yeah. The problem with the completion thing is just the online thing, which worked out in the end for me because I did find people by literally leaving my PS3 on and waiting to see if somebody would pop into the lobby. Uh, but yeah, I was doing other stuff meanwhile, of course. But then there was still like 25 hours of playing the same stage over and over and over again and hoping to get lucky. Oh, it's, a, you know. it's a PS3 game? It's PS3, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was a PS4 game. No, it, Pirate Warriors 1 came out in 2012. Uh, surprisingly the online servers are still open uh wow. so yeah it, it was yeah <laughs> it, it was not that great and not that many people are playing it anymore but surprisingly more than you think uh but mostly trophy hunters so you have to be really <laughs> lucky if you come across it yeah, so, yeah. but yeah I, I completed it i'm very happy i it like it was boring at some parts but i'm really glad i did because i had a lot of fun with it even though it's pretty much a brainless game uh so yeah but yeah that's uh pretty much everything i've been up to what have you been doing (laughs) not nearly as much (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um work basically like i still work not I, i put in way more hours than i should at this point but uh uh game related a lot of a lot of a lot of world of warcraft um I think I'm I'm at seven one twenties now, which is max level. I'm working on number eight because I just have nothing else better to do with my life right now. <laughs> um, I started playing The Last of Us two this past week. I'll reserve my thoughts for now on that game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, it's it, uh, we'll see. I hope it gets better. I am not. I'm not too too enthused about the game right now, but well, I, I hope it gets better. Uh, I liked the first one, so uh, outside of that, I, I started reconfiguring my retro setup. So I've completely gutted my retro setup, and I started converting everything to SCART. And uh, in the process of converting everything to SCART. I got to learn what the difference between JP twenty one SCART and European SCART was, so that was a, that was a fun 30, 40 minutes of reading <laughs> and learning. So, um, but yeah, trying to get everything up and running for retro again. Uh, I do want to get back into Game Boy and NES playthroughs. Um, really, outside of that. I have a few games lined up. Uh, the Saints Row 3 remaster, for those that don't know, like Saints Row is one of my top, probably seven favorite franchises of all time. Um, and then we have Cyberpunk coming up, so I'm pretty stoked for that. And then Always Legacy, I'm waiting for my my Switch digital. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. Everybody has been from, playing it, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. where's my game? So I'm waiting for my Switch code for that before, uh, and then once I get that, I'll dive into Always Legacy because I loved Always Awakening. Yeah. I thought that game was phenomenal. So, um, really, that's all I've been up to. A uh, little bit of just some backend databasey stuff. Uh, nothing too spectacular. Organizing 
uh, started sleeving manuals to protect them and just really behind the scenes collecting stuff. So that's really about all I've been up to. Pretty boring. <laughs> Not nearly as much as Mo. Yeah, it's a, a, well, the thing is, um, the last time we recorded um, has been over a month ago, basically. Yeah, it's been uh, a while. Because, like, the, the, the episode with Mom we had ready, like, way in advance. So um, it might look like I've been playing a lot, but basically the last three weeks I played maybe two games. So... Well, besides my streams, of course, but uh, so yeah, it was a little bit longer for me, but um, I, I really <laughs> have since... not been playing that many video games lately. So, <laughs> and since that mom episode, I've only done three. Yeah. Games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I want to get back into it. I I've had some mental personal issues I've been trying to get through, so I'm trying to bear. I try to get through that and i'm hoping to get back into streaming more so hopefully we'll get more games under our belt but that's what you guys get for now so yeah <laughs> it's already something uh, yeah so uh yeah with that uh this episode is going to be jurassic park part two the chaos continues stay tuned and hear about the history Welcome back, everybody. So, uh, Jurassic Park 2, Chaos Chaos Continues. This came out on a couple different platforms. Absolutely. Uh, and, and just, just to be clear, um, before anybody starts being confused, um, this is not part two of our Jurassic Park podcast. This game is nope. literally called Jurassic Park Part 2, so... Uh, <laughs> so you make sure that that everybody understands that oh we missed a Jurassic Park episode no 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 we're we're just talking no, about this yet. game uh yeah yeah but yeah it's kind of a kind of a weird naming for a title but uh, came out from multiple platforms most notably most people probably re- recognize the Super Nintendo yeah. one of this one but uh, Super Nintendo has too much color so we don't care about that um game came out in the united states first which is weird uh a little uncommon but maybe not for jurassic park so we had uh came out in december 94 in the u.s and then it came out in 1995 in europe yeah the the Uh, weird thing about is this um not so mostly in the u.s it comes out a month or or two earlier than than uh in europe anyways uh but ocean was a UK-based uh, yeah. um, developer UK-based and company. publisher. Um, and this game is made by Ocean, so that's the developer-publisher. So it's kind of weird they released it in America first. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it probably is because the movie has come out first in America as well, of course. So uh, might have probably. something to do with that. Yeah, I'm surprised LJN didn't eat this one up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was too late. Maybe for LJN. Yeah, it, it is might 94, be 95, so. But uh yeah, like Mo said, developed and published by Ocean. Um composer Jonathan Dunn. 
Do you want to? Uh, he didn't listen. He didn't like my question, so he he did answer yours though, <laughs> to a degree. Yeah. Um, so usually when we come to the composer part, of course, we can't say much about them because we can never figure out who they are. Um, luckily for this one um, in the credits, it did say John Dunn, uh, just John Dunn. Uh, I guess that's what he. Uh, used as a as a name back then, uh, but his full name is Jonathan Dunn. He has been uh, a composer for quite a while, and he worked basically for Ocean um, yep. for quite a while. Um, he's still doing it, I think, to this day, or maybe a few years ago he stopped. Uh, but I know he. I think he's doing pr- produ- uh, I think he's doing production now, or like being a producer. Yeah, he has his own games. company at least at this point, uh, where he's the CEO from. Uh, but like, just uh, a few notable uh, games are, yeah, of course, this one. But I'll get into that in a bit because there's actually a story behind this. Um, but yeah, <laughs> just uh, just look at some older Ocean games, um, and and you can see his name pop up for sure. Uh, but like most recent game that I see on this list, at least, uh, is the Expendables Two. Uh, I did not even know there was a video game uh, about the oh, Expendables, yeah. but uh, he did work on that as well. If this is true, because, um, yeah, uh, we reached out to uh, Jonathan Dunn uh, through Twitter and, uh, yeah, he wanted to answer some questions, but um, we did a few of them, but he only answered uh, mine, apparently. I don't know if he he just (laughs) didn't read your part or not. Um, Doesn't doesn't really matter, Uh, but he (laughs) at least took the time to to listen to us, so that's always great to hear. Um, But, like... You actually asked him, um, just in general, the, that we would like to ask a few questions about his composing uh, for Game yep. Boy game. Um, and I was uh, like specifically talking about uh, this game, of course, um, because I had a specific question about it. But when I asked about uh, the game, he said, like, I actually had no idea I got credit for this game um, because I never really composed for Jurassic Park Part 2. Um, he actually composed for the first game, um, which is also on Game Boy and uh, a lot of other systems. Um, but he did check it out himself and it looked to him that they just used a lot of his uh, songs from Jurassic Park 1. Just put them in two again, but remix them a little bit here and there. Uh, but in the end, like he didn't know he was credited in the game at all. Um, and I looked it up because I wanted to make sure. Uh, but yeah, he is definitely credited for it. So so it's kind of weird how it goes. Um, because he said like um, at the time they were making part two, um, he actually left the audio department uh, at Ocean and moved into production. Um but I guess they had like extra tracks just still lying around um, that they could use for another game or just remix them a little bit. And that makes me wonder if they did that a lot back in the day that like a composer made songs for one particular game, um, moved on to different projects and then they were like, oh, we have another game. Maybe we will just use tracks we have lying around or something. So it's kind of a weird story but it's it's interesting to hear that for sure 
Yeah, that, that that was one of the questions I asked him. I was like, "Do you just got? Do you just have like random sound bits and songs just in your in your in your bag, and that whenever a, the the right game comes along, you just pull them out of your bag and throw them in?" But I uh, I didn't get any of my questions answered, which is fine. I, I asked I asked a lot, so <laughs> it was I asked one, like two dang. pages worth of questions. Yeah, so. yeah. but yeah. It, Probably is like that. That's like you compose for one game, and then you have all these songs, and basically the yeah. company you make them for own them, so they can do whatever they want with it. Like they don't even have right. to credit you if they don't want to. But um, well, he he's done a lot with Ocean yeah. too. So yeah. like I did a little bit of history of him just to like what whenever I interview somebody, I want to try and gather as much information about that person as possible, mm-hmm. so I don't completely come off sounding like a, a, a complete idiot <laughs> and uh so jonathan dunn so like the way the audio stuff worked for this for these is that they had like audio controllers that they could inject into the mm-hmm. into like the cartridges or the games or whatnot and uh jonathan dunn has been doing uh composition since the commodore 64 yeah. and the amiga so when the NDS came out, Jonathan Dunn actually created uh, his own, basically, audio driver, so to speak, for uh, for Ocean. And uh, he would they would use it literally until he, he left the audio department. Mm-hmm. So it was used from late Commodore 64 all the way up into basically the Super Nintendo. Yeah, that's a long run yeah, time he, for he's some, done a lot. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I asked, like, <clears throat> um, from all the systems you actually had to compose for, um, which one would be your favorite? And um, he did reply with, like, my favorite console uh, would have to be Super Nintendo because for that project or for those projects, he had a CPU all to himself for the first time. So before that, yeah. um, it, it, it was all collaboration work then i guess uh like something you had to share with with everybody um it's weird that it took so long well probably is like that for everybody like from super nintendo onwards where they they got their own well, things it was, a, it was a size issue i mean if you think about the super nintendo yeah. super nintendo eventually got its own sound like yeah. its own unique sound chip because when nintendo and sony were going to partner and create their own thing you know, they we had these these special pieces of hardware very early on, and that's how we got like our own sound chip for this for the Super yeah. Nintendo. So, you know, like audio audio. I bet composers were just all sorts of giggity when they're just like, "Oh, we get our own sound chip." Yes. <laughs> yeah. Finally. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's still we don't have to we don't have to share with these programmers anymore. This is ours. Get out of here. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure that's exactly how it went. <laughs> um, yeah, I also asked um, if he had any problems actually working with uh, with the Game Boy hardware, um, if there were any limitations tied to that or something. Um, but he says, um, like, I did enjoy working with Game Boy uh, because it has some very fun features like programmable waveforms and a noise channel, um, which is... Uh, yeah, the the Game Boy chip isn't that bad, I guess, for uh, 
for songs if, if you listen to some of the soundtracks what they could make with that like it's pretty incredible what what they can do and i must commend uh the the jurassic park soundtrack i guess i'll just call it the jurassic park soundtrack because it's it's <laughs> used for both game well there's three games but the latter one doesn't count um True. so yeah it's it it's actually incredibly fun music when you listen to it um it really fits i think and it's not just the copy carbon of like the jurassic park team or anything it's it's really its own thing so um i actually really enjoy this soundtrack and there's one in particular that i that i really love so yeah we're going going with that so like i i we we have a mutual friend um Sikinar, who has a Game Boy Mini synth, I don't know what they're called. I'm not an audio person. Yeah, me neither. But he can he he makes music and chip tunes and stuff with like the actual like Game Boy Mini mixer type thing, mm-hmm. and it sounds phenomenal. Like I've heard some of it, and it sounds just absolutely phenomenal. And some some of the stuff that he can crank out of there is, I I would have never guessed at a hardware chipset would have been able to do that yeah people always so. disregard the game boy for being inferior quality hardware but uh <laughs> which always it's is like that because it's nintendo they always use inferior hardware but uh yeah it, it, it doesn't mean that it, well inferior is not a word it's like dated hardware let's let's go with that yeah i would say it was just old yeah, hardware they, they always try to cut costs so but you can still do pretty amazing things with that and um a lot of the game boy soundtracks really show that off for sure yeah yeah but uh wow we spent a lot on composing we don't ever do that <laughs> sometimes <laughs> when we when we sometimes. actually can talk about it, it it's uh it's always great <laughs> if somebody takes their time to try to talk to us at least so um yeah so i always appreciate it when someone from the industry back then actually even if it's just they answer a couple of questions i'm always super appreciative of it absolutely so thank you jonathan dunn uh for for helping us out a little bit with that and if you want to answer the other questions some other time when you maybe have some more free time feel free to do so like you you have our twitter um we are definitely available for that. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So let's just dive into the plot. So the Super Nintendo offers something called Biosyn. I, I think it's a playable character or some sort of character in the Super Nintendo version. It's not in the Game Boy. Yeah, so there are two characters in the Super Nintendo version that I know. Okay. Yeah. yeah I know those Grant and <clears throat> the other one must be yeah. Biosyn. I haven't played the Super Nintendo one. Me neither. So. No. Uh, but you you play as Grant, um, and your vehicle at Jurassic Park stopped functioning as a result of an intentional power outage. Go figure. Uh, Grant moves through rainforest and later takes a, a raft down a river. We'll get into the gameplay in a bit, uh, where you're going to encounter well dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah. Um, you ultimately reach the Jurassic Park headquarters. Um where most of the power remains off, so you have to try and turn it on and leave the island, I believe, if I remember correctly. It's been a while since I played this game. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all about escaping the island, basically. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you have to get, like, ID cards throughout the way to unlock doors and stuff, so... 
Uh, gameplay, though. I Gameplay. We'll get into how I think about the gameplay later. But, uh... Gun plus grenades. Harpoon underwater. Alright, Mo. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Gameplay. Yeah, gameplay. Like most people who have played a Jurassic Park game on Game Bowl, Game Bowl, Game Bowl, Game Bowl, Game Bowl. Game Bowl. That's the the new system. Uh, <laughs> now, on Game Boy, we'll probably have played the uh, very first one, which is the top down one, um, where you have to collect oh. eggs and, and go into buildings. Um, it's an okay game. Um, there's nothing too special about it, but uh, it's 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 all right. Let's let's just say it's all right. This one, however, is just a full-on platforming game, um, so that it's already really cool. Um, the way this game controls is just phenomenal, to be honest. Like the jumping works really well, the shooting works really well, um, and shooting is basically the main thing you will be doing throughout the game. Um, each level, you have to collect a certain set of. I guess they're key cards. I don't know what they are actually. Like, they're things you pick up. They're boxes that says JP on them. So um, I th- I think they're magnetic. Key they cards could be. The yeah, Park, it's hard I, to I see. Think. That's how I interpret yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So you have to pick up a certain amount in each stage um, at the start. That's very simple to do because it's literally just a straight line uh but as you move on through the stages they become a little bit more maze like where you have to look around uh everywhere to find them all um you have a counter at the bottom that says how many you still need and um the music also changes uh when you got the last one um but after that you just have to go to the exit and and uh you're free to go um but yeah you have uh you have a gun uh, basically a machine gun which you can use and you can just keep the button pressed down and it will keep shooting so you don't have to uh, be pressing the B button the entire game but you can also switch to grenades to like maybe throw things off of a ledge or something for dinosaurs that are below you to hit them um, or you can use it for some of the boss fights later in the game um, when you go underwater there's only one stage I think where you go on no there's there's one stage that is basically underwater and there's also a few pools or lakes uh, throughout the first stages where you can go through. Um, but then you your gun switches to a harpoon gun, basically, automatically. Um, which works the same way, but shoots slower, of course. Um, there's a few pickups you can get throughout the stages. Of course, like we said, the JP things, the JP boxes, the key cards, which you have to find. Um, there are health packs spread throughout the stage that refill your health by one heart. Um, and there's also one-ups here and there that uh, not only give you a one-up, but also give you a complete heal. So uh, always nice to pick those up. But that's basically uh, how the gameplay is. Um, you just go through stages, pick up the things, and you go to the exit while shooting dinosaurs. That's a that's a loaded loaded gameplay session right there. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll just go through the stages, I guess. <clears throat> yeah, uh, like World One is pretty easy, right? World One is your welcome to the video game. This is how you play. Yeah, absolutely. That that's how I feel it, it went. Like it, it gives you 
some birds and some dinosaurs to to shoot at and dodge or whatever you however you want to play the game. It just like I said, it's your introduction to this is this is what to expect. Um and some exploration once you hit to one, two. Yeah. A little bit. Um it's still basically Not... a straight line to the finish, but um they added some of those pools where you have to dive down to find things. Um, but it's literally still go from the left to the right of the stage. That's, yep. that's all there is to it. Um, and after zone one, one and one, two, you actually uh, get into your first boss fight, uh, which is uh, in the Triceratops zone. Um, so yeah, for people who don't know what a Triceratops is, it's that uh, low to the ground dinosaur with the three horns. <laughs> like that's all you yeah, need to know. With the with the shield that like covers yeah. its top of the neck. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that that's that one. Uh, it's it's an okay fight. Um, he moves across the screen uh, sometimes, but there are like um, bits where you can duck under him, so he just moves over you. Um, if yeah. if you can just shoot him, if you don't have to duck, you can just use your gun. If you have to duck, however, just start throwing grenades under his belly i guess and uh it yeah. will also hurt him so it's a pretty simple boss fight to be honest yeah it's real real easy i didn't start having issues with this game honestly until zone three but zone two zone two uh, it ramps up a little bit mostly because of the pitfalls mm -hmm. like if you're not expect because like when you do stage one there's a couple pits here and there but it's you hold right you go left a couple times and you're done uh, so if you're not expecting pitfalls, you you may be like, oh, blind jump all into a pit dead, or uh, because this time around you're going across trees, like you're going into into like tree campings. Mm -hmm. You're in mm -hmm. the uh, the the pterodactyl zone essentially. Um, but zone two one and two two because there's only essentially three quote unquote three zones. You have two playable zones and then you have a boss fight. Um, yeah, that's for usually the most, how for it the is. Most part. Yeah. There's, I think there's one except one or two exceptions yeah. to that, but um, the zone two one and zone two two is just basically you're in tree canopies and you're exploring to find these JP cards to progress into the stage. Um, it's, it's actually a decent amount of 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 just adventuring in this stage, just because like the tree branches are kind of all over the place and the canopy is kind of all over the place as well. Yeah, but it's never too confusing. At least like all these stages um, are pretty short, um, so yeah. it, it never gets too confusing and. You don't have to pick up too many things either to find the exit, or it's not even hard to find the exit. It's it's uh, it's always everything is always in your way, basically. Even though you sometimes have to like move a little bit more to the right than you usually will do, but it, it's never like anywhere hidden that you're struggling for an hour just to find one of the things that right the, the, it's not like a metroid style game where it's like you have three different paths and if you choose the wrong path you basically backtrack the entire stage yeah choose another path and if you chose the wrong path again you backtrack the entire stage it's a well there's a little like cliff thingy down here at the bottom i can just jump over and keep moving but if i went down that little cliff thing yeah there's a key card there yeah. okay it i had to go down there quick like it's it is in your way it may not be blatantly in your face that you need to go that way but 
you you have at least approached where you've had to go yeah it's like if you just come to a split in your path and you can go left or right if you go left you find one thing it blocks your path so you just go back and then you move to the right path like it's like that like it's it's really simple yeah and then you have the pterodon fight which I actually don't remember this fight at all. Um, this is the, yeah, the, the pterodon is just like, it, it's kind of like a pterodactyl, but not really. Like, look, <laughs> when I was eight years old, I was really into dinosaurs and I could tell you everything about them. Uh, but now that that uh, knowledge is long gone, I'm afraid. Uh, but yeah, this is just your basic fight against uh, an, an avian type. Uh just think of Castlevania where you fight a bat or or any other game where you fight a bird or something. This is basically the same. Show it back. Yeah, so this this guy sweeps in from left to right or from right to left. You have to dodge him. Um, sometimes he uh, spawns little pterodons, I guess, um, that will chase after you. Um, and you have to take them out first before the actual mother, I assume, uh, appears again. But it's still a very simple fight if you know where to stand so you don't get hit, which is usually just completely to the right side or completely to the left side. Um, grenades are a little harder to use, but that doesn't matter because you can actually also aim your gun diagonally or straight upwards so it's always easy to hit the boss at least like this is still a a very very easy fight to do yeah um the the next part yeah this is where the not so fun parts of the game come into play uh so the next part is your first t-rex chase so throughout the game just like in the Super Nintendo as well, I do know this. You uh, you get chased by a T Rex, and um, it's a plot. It's a it's an auto scroller, and it's a if I choose the wrong path, I'm going to die. Auto scroller yes. as well. Um, so you start off on the left side of the screen. Obviously, you're running right. You still have to collect the JP cards as you progress. Uh, however, the ground, sometimes you can walk on it, sometimes you can't, because it just has spikes coming out mm-hmm. of it for some unknown reason. Uh, the platforming is not amazing by any means at all. <laughs> uh, it's very tight. Yeah. Once you get towards the later parts of the chase, you get into, uh, if you've ever played Super Mario Brothers, you know how like you have like, a two-block gap that Mario can just fit in? And it's like you're just standing on that one block and you have to like jump at the last possible mm-hmm. second to like get out of there to make it to the next platform. There's a lot of that towards the middle end of this T-Rex scene. And it's actually a pretty stressful auto-scroller. <laughs> uh, because if you start messing up, the T-Rex does eventually catch up to you. And if it touches you, well, you're, you're dead. So um, there are first aid kits along the way. Yeah. They're scarce. You know, there's like one or two throughout the stage. You have these little tiny dinosaurs in your way too that actually do damage to you. And uh, you have, I think, I believe three hit points through this entire thing too. So you can only take three hits before you're, you're toast. And uh, I don't believe there's a checkpoint in this auto-scroller at all. So, mm-hmm. Yep, that is the biggest problem about uh, the auto-scroller stage. At least the T-Rex pursuit. Um they are, compared to all the other stages, 
incredibly long. Um, and they yeah. are not they they are not long. They are like maybe three minutes tops, which is not long. But as you can get stuck in some of these, and I think it's it's a little bit more lenient in uh, in this one. But um, there will be another one later on, which is incredibly frustrating. Um, you have to start from the beginning every time, and that is actually what what makes this uh, not so fun, um, unless you really know what you're doing. But it's really easy to miss your jumps in these parts for some reason. While through the rest of the game, it's not never really a problem. But here, you have limited health. You have limited time to react. Um, sometimes you have to choose between do I do top, middle, or bottom, and you choose wrong, and then you're stuck. Um, so yeah, it is definitely stressful. So <laughs> they did a pretty good job of of making a T Rex pursuit stressful, but uh, maybe yeah. maybe not in the All in the, the wrong yeah. reasons. So yeah, this this is definitely a lesser uh, thing about this game, uh, the auto scroller. Yeah, I mean, you can shoot the T-Rex to back the T-Rex off, but the the, the auto-scrolling portion is actually pretty quick. Like, it's mm-hmm. not like a slow, like, Super Mario Bros. 3 auto-scroll uh, animation or, or movement. It's actually a pretty fast auto-scroller. Um, so even shooting the T-Rex, like, it might buy you... A, a second or two or maybe like a you know maybe like pushing them back to like squeeze that tiny hole to get back from grabbing a first aid but your your biggest enemy isn't even the t-rex it's just how fast the screen scrolls mm-hmm. and it's just a, it's un, it's an unfair mechanic of what you know with the uh choose your path or you chose the wrong path you're dead i i hate those mm-hmm. types mm-hmm. of types of mechanics so eventually you just memorize the stage and uh, that's how you get through it. Yeah, that's pretty much what what these stages are. Again, they're not too long, but it just feels long um, because you will yeah. probably die a few times, and having to do them over and over again is not much fun. Um, speaking of uh, dying and having to do things over, though, uh, this game does not have unlimited lives. Um, you start just nope. with a few. You can pick up a lot th- throughout the game, uh, but it also only has two continues. Um, so getting to know these auto-scrolling levels will be very important if you do want to beat this game. Not that this is a hard game at all. Like, it's actually a really easy game, but uh, these are the, the things that might uh, get you stuck. But I would say do not give up because it's, it is worth playing through everything now. Yep. And then we get, and then once you, once you finish the T-Rex chase, there's no epic fight or anything. The T-Rex just walks away and you cock your shotgun and move on to the next stage. Which, sadly, uh, is also an auto-scroller stage. Which, now you're going to go into 3-1, which is another auto-scroller. Uh, however, this time the auto-scroll doesn't seem to be all that fast. Like it, It's still kind of quick, but it's not nearly as stressful as mm-hmm. uh, the T-Rex auto-scroller. Uh, you're on a raft this time in, in a river. And um, the raft follows you wherever you go, so you don't have to worry about jumping yeah. off of the raft. 
the only thing you ever have to worry about is the uh, the dinosaur that pops out of the river once in a while trying to chomp you, uh, which you can easily just jump over. Um, there's some platforming where you have to jump over the gaps. Like, you jump off of a raft onto a piece of land or a bridge, and you have to do some platforming, but for the most part, it's not. It's, pretty, it's very trivial. Um... Outside of that, pretty easy stage. It feels long because it's not a scroller. Most auto scrollers just feel long, mm-hmm. but uh, it's a very easy stage. It's just after you've completed one auto scroller, now you're put into another one. literally another yeah. one. Yeah, mm-hmm. which makes the game a little bit slow indeed. Um, I do think this one is a lot longer than the T Rex Pursuit, um, but the thing about this one is that. You do not have to collect any of the JP cards in this one or anything. It's really just dodging and shooting. Uh, And there are plenty of uh, points where you can get extra health or extra one-ups even. Um, I'm not even sure if you die in this stage. There might actually be checkpoints. um, Because again, there's no counter or anything. So they could have put checkpoints in. But I played it two weeks ago and... This is a stage I didn't die on, so I don't remember exactly. Uh, but it would surprise me if uh, if you had to start from the beginning again every time, at least. Yeah, I, I know I didn't die in this stage. This is this is probably the easiest stage. Of the game. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so then uh, once you've uh, finished your rafting sequence here, you cock your shit at, at the end of every level. After the end of every boss fight, you cock your shotgun. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why, but you do. Now we go into 3-2, and this is my the bane of my existence. I hate, hate this stage <laughs> so much. Uh, there, are, There is a clip out there on Twitch of me playing the stage and, and how infuriated I, I get playing the stage. <laughs> so this is the under, underground caves which is loaded with water. Um, and you have to collect a ton of JP cards. In this yeah. <laughs> I mean a ton. Like a, there are a lot 60 or some cards yeah. to collect. It's something. It's just ridiculous in how much you have to collect. And with it being underwater, like you, our, no one likes swimming underwater in video games to begin with, unless it's Donkey Kong because the music is awesome. <laughs> no one wants to be in in any underwater stage. Well, in the underwater stage here, you have to go against like these dinosaurs that look like they came from Alien Three, um, which I know they are dinosaurs. I can't remember the name of them. Like Mo, I used to be really big into dinosaurs, and that that knowledge has since mm-hmm. left. But, you know, not only do you have to go across land platforms to collect these things, you have to go underwater. And the underwater sequence, the screen is taller than what you actually see. So you can go up, you'll see a card. But if you keep staying up, you'll miss the cards on the, on the floor yeah. of the water section. Um, if you... Here's the infuriating part. If you die... At, if you die in this game, once you've landed on a piece of solid ground, then the game's like, oh, okay, you're dead, you know, next life. In this stage, if you die and, and hit the top of the water, you have to watch your dead body All right. sink. <laughs> sink to the bottom of the water until it hits the ground before you can continue. I forgot and about that. 
there's a there is a part where like the water is literally from top of the stage to the bottom of the stage and that's where i die <laughs> and i literally watched my dead body sink for like a solid minute and a half before i can continue playing the stage again i was infuriated like there's a clip of me just upset at this at, at this at this particular stage um but there's a there like this this stage in my opinion is the worst stage like there's a a ton a ton of JP cards for no reason to collect and this stage is just one of those like I took the top path I collected some cards and I got to backtrack and mm-hmm. go to, to the bottom path to collect more cards oh there's a middle opening I better go in there and to collect more cards it's just I feel like they added this stage to prolong the game, and it just doesn't add anything to it at all, in my opinion. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Like, I don't have that many problems or issues with this stage. Um, Thing is, there are a lot of cards to collect, but they also grouped them by, like, 16. Uh, Which is already... Yeah, I don't know. You could have easily just put one there. It it would have been the same effect, really. Uh, But you do have to, like, quote-unquote backtrack a lot because um, there's one to the left there, but there's also one to the right uh, at the bottom there. So you do have to uh, see where you're going and and, then collect what you need to collect when you come across it because... uh, I think the last time I played it, I came across the end and I was missing one. And I was like, oh, <laughs> there we go. Yeah, that's how yeah, I was so, too. So I was I like missing like two. I so think. this is the first, maybe the only stage where it's a little bit harder to find them all. It's still not inexplicably hard, but it, it just costs a lot of time. Because um, in the other stages... Um, once you've collected your things, you kind of know you're done with that area, um, which is all right, because uh, you're never going back there. Um, but in this one, if you do miss something and you have no idea where it is and you do some backtracking, the enemies respawn, which uh, is <laughs> not that great. Um, they're easy to kill, no problem, but it just, again, takes some time, and if you're not paying attention, you might get hit, and then you have to restart the stage all over again. So, uh, yeah, just your typical underwater stage that you really oh. do not want to play. Well, there it is. Even the boss in this world is obnoxious. Mm-hmm. So, like, now you fight the, what is it, Ce- the, cephalo- the cephalosaur? Is that, yeah. Yeah. The cephalosaur, which is like a squid with a with a giant pointy cone on its head, and uh, it's 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 the world's most boring fight ever. So think of like if you've played Donkey Kong Country three, and you're going against the underwater boss, right? The little like uh, the clam thingy, yeah. like the urchin. You can't move at all. It's like you have you basically kind of just hang out in the center. And this squid thing is going to come from either corner of the screen. And it doesn't come very quickly, but you kind of have to be prepared for it. Because, like, the cone on this thing's head is, like, 200 feet long, apparently. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, so when it comes down, like, you just have to shoot it. And, like, you usually, like, if you're prepared for it, you'll get two or three hits in on it. And then after it just disappears off the screen, you get these little baby snail look at things that you shoot. They take one shot and they go away. And then it comes back again from a corner. It rinse and repeat. 
And since you only get two or three shots on it, this fight takes a hundred years to even complete. <laughs> uh, luckily, like the game does give you boss hitbox, like a like a boss HP bar. Like, uh, thank thank God for that. Like any game that gives me up an HP bar for a boss, kudos to all of you because you're lifesavers. But at the same time, it's like you you do two or three hits and you don't see the health bar go on there. It's like. Oh yeah, wait for the next one to come through, and it's like, jeez, like eventually you beat it, but it gets so boring towards like the end of the actual fight because it's such just such a rinse and repeat that like I just I lose focus and I start getting hit by really dumb things <laughs> because the fight is so long because you can't get you can't get that many hits in on it. Yeah, I can definitely see that compared to like the first two bosses because they all have very easy patterns um like yeah. like there's nothing hard to figure out about them um it's not like you're playing one of those new age mega man type games where the characters are have 700 movesets in just one <laughs> second and you have no idea what's going on anymore this literally is like oh they go from the left to the right or from the right to the left and that's literally their entire pattern yeah. uh, but yeah this one is a is a slow fight especially at the start this thing moves very slow um, the more you give uh, damage to it the faster it starts moving um, which would be nice but then you can get less hits in as well of course so uh, I mean yes. it's the same deal it could have been just the same speed the entire time um, so yeah this one definitely does take a while because the other two bosses before this I'll just look at the speed run now kinda but there is like a way to destroy these things in like 10 seconds give or take and uh, yeah for this it's it's literally wait just wait and that's that's never a fun thing to do in a boss fight no no one ever wants to wait in a boss fight. Yeah, but uh, that's that's all right. Like you had a little little waiting you could do, um, which prepares you for the next T Rex pursuit. The the worst pursuit. <laughs> the worst, in the game. absolutely. Uh, the absolute worst pursuit. Yeah. In the game. So uh, I'm used to this game because I have played it a lot of times uh, in the past. Um, but I did play it again for the podcast and. The entire game was going well until I got to T-Rex Pursuit 2 and that took me like, what, 25 minutes? Oh, it was horrible. It was just horrible. So, yeah. Well, it, it it's 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 bad because how we mentioned earlier, like you get like these one block jumps mm. and jump off the absolute last second. Well, you're introduced to those literally immediately into the, yeah. into the level. Very first jump you have and to do. And then from there, like, nothing screams, you know, stressful auto-scroller with, you know, a T-Rex chasing you that not only, you know, you want to hold right to get away from the T-Rex, but this this stage now tells you, nope, you have to move left sometimes, yeah. too, to get you closer to the edge and closer to the T-Rex <laughs> and closer to death. And on top of that, some of those JP cards that you got to collect... Yeah, they, they you have to do that for them. You have to run left some of the times too to get those JP cards, and those JP some of those JP cards are crazy out of the way and should just not even bend where they were. Like this auto scroller is the absolute pits when it comes to auto scrolling. Uh, it is it is the hardest. It is the most unfair. And this is literally where I was stuck for a good half hour when I played this game. Yeah. Because you have to memorize the stage. There's no like 
first time through, got it. No, this is a you memorize it because otherwise you're going to die a, a bunch of times. Yeah, absolutely. This is not a fun level to play at all. Like, uh, I do remember from from when some people were speedrunning this, like, because it's, again, so long, quote-unquote, you just lose focus and then you make a mistake here and it's pretty far in the game of course as well so it's it's uh yeah it's not a fun thing to do um if even the speedrunners are like oh wait what do i have to do here again <laughs> like that just shows how how silly this stage is so uh yeah yeah not a not a fun one at all but hey you no. will eventually get through it uh hopefully <laughs> eventually yeah. eventually yeah but uh, we didn't mention this, but every, every time in between zones, you get uh, a little cutscene that kind of tells you what's about yeah. to happen. But uh, now we get into... Uh, yeah. Arguably what you want to call it. I call it the basement. Yeah, basement for sure. Uh, you, could call it, you could call it a factory. Uh, you could kind of call it whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, here, we're in the raptor, raptor zone now. Uh, where we're introduced to a lot more, lot more dinosaurs. Uh, this level is a bad. It's your typical factory stage where you get to ride some elevators, hop off into separate rooms from the elevators, and collect your JP cards. I uh, this, this stage is pretty straightforward. Yeah. Like I said, it's your atypical factory stage. There's not much backtracking. Avoid fire. Um, yeah, go on conveyor belts. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. so standard that you can just imagine it in your head already how how it would look like. So yeah, it's it's nothing special by any means. It's a little long, but it's it's nothing special. Yeah. Uh, but we do get into the Velociraptor zone, which <laughs> what a joke. Um, so the fight here, you fight against the a, a Velociraptor. Mm. Who looks like it's wearing high heels. <laughs> yeah. um, and which is way too big for a Velociraptor. Oh, it's huge. <laughs> this thing is gigantic. Um, it, it, yeah, it's a, it's a very awkwardly shaped Velociraptor. We'll just say that. But the fight is super easy. It's left to right and it walks to the ground. Every once in a while it'll jump off. It'll jump from off the screen onto one of the two standing platforms that you stand on. You literally just lob grenades at this thing until it's dead. It's prob probably the easiest boss fight in the game. Yeah, I think it also has one of those dukes that it it comes from one side, it, it peeks in and then just runs from the other yeah, side. Then it runs away. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's yeah, actually yeah, a pretty silly that. fight. Like, <laughs> I mean, they will wanted to show off, of course, that the Velociraptors are like super fast <laughs> beings. That, well, beings. Uh, dinosaurs that that can surround you yeah. very quickly but it kind of looks silly in this setup so, uh, yeah. and especially when they're jumping or when it's jumping i'm assuming it's only it's, one it's just it, it, it everything about it is just super yeah. awkward like the the sprite the way it walks the way it jumps the way it does anything it's just super super awkward um so yeah we go once we because you have to have a Velociraptor in a Jurassic yeah. Park game. You just you have to have one. So of course they had they had to fill it in there. Uh, so now you go into basically four two, um, and it's basically the basement factory again. Ride some elevators, conveyor belts, 
dinosaur shoot some dinosaurs your your run-of-the-mill factory stage again nothing special um you have to collect you don't have to actually collect all that many cards in this stage either mm. you only have to collect like 10 10 cards this not stage, even which, i think yeah yeah which is crazy because this is the final stage of the game yeah. um so once you've collected your cards, now you go face off against the the, the big man himself, the T Rex, the the mama of them all. Uh, so now you get to avenge, uh, you get to get revenge for that the thing chasing you. <laughs> yeah. And uh, again, this is a very easy boss fight. At least I found a very easy way to do this boss mm-hmm. fight. Um, you can kind of just like. At the bottom of the screen, there's like these little like circle notch things. If you literally stand in between the third and fourth notch and duck and equip your grenades, you could just duck underneath the T Rex's attack and just lob grenades at it and just kill it. And then when it runs backwards, just equip your gun, shoot the next dinosaurs that come in, and rinse and repeat. You won't get hit by the T Rex at all. Um, it's a very simple fight. It's uh, it's a very simple pattern. But uh, once you defeat the T-Rex, you can escape the island and fly off into the sunset with your with your helicopter. Yeah. Always a good way to end the game. Flying away in a helicopter. Yeah. Contra did it. What else did it? A lot of games did it. Most, yeah. <laughs> It's always like a helicopter. Well, I mean, how else I, are they going to get you? They can't land a plane there. I... I I do like the ending sequence to this. So, like, at the end, you get a cutscene that says, Brilliant. You have escaped Jurassic Park. You have succeeded where others became dinner. <laughs> <laughs> but some dinosaurs survive, and only time will tell who rules the Earth. Bum, 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 bum. Nice yeah, sequel yeah. baiting there. Music, John Dunn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Immediately, uh, yeah. First thing that yeah, pops. It's like the second, it's like yeah. the second credit, yeah. yeah. But uh, that's Jurassic Park Part 2, Chaos Continues. Uh, we can touch base on the cover art here real quick before uh, before break. Uh, pretty basic, pretty plain. <laughs> yeah. if, you've, if you've seen the Jurassic Park movie poster where it's all black with the red circle with the T-Rex skeleton in it that says Jurassic Park, which is the pretty norm movie poster for Jurassic Park, that's the cover yeah. for uh, the. That's the cover for the Game Boy game, and right below it, it says "Part Two: The Chaos Continues." And at the top, it says the sequel is here, featuring all new dinosaur species. So, uh, with that, with the new efficiencies of programming, with the second part, they figured out how to add more dinosaurs in. Um, but it, it's nothing special. It's basically a movie poster with some word art slapped onto it. Yeah. Well, what else do you need for a Jurassic Park? Basically, that's, like, that's true. like that's yeah, that's all you need. Like if you have the logo, you're set. Uh, people will definitely go out and buy it. Um, oh yeah, it's kind of weird that they just like part two, the chaos. <laughs> I mean, it's it's yeah, still it's, a weird it's a one, weird. but uh, like at least for the third one. Well, but then they went with a with a movie title, I guess, The Lost World. So. Uh, or was the third one doesn't exist? <laughs> well, uh, I think Hero played it recently and said it actually not that bad. So I'll I'll see it when uh when I get around to it. But um, 
Yeah, as far as I know, at least, uh, this is definitely the best out of the three Game Boy Jurassic Park games, for sure. And this is a very pleasant yeah. game. Like, uh, there are a few issues here and there, but uh, it's, it's, it's actually really good. And the music is great. The controls feel amazing. Um, the auto scrollers are just, nah, could have done without those. The, the controls are actually responsive. Yeah. So like right now, like the hot the hot games in the Game Boy community are somehow the Spider Man games. <laughs> yeah. Um, thanks to thanks so, to some influence by me. Yeah. <laughs> somehow the Spider Man games became the hot new trend in the Game Boy community and uh, speedrun community. And the controls for the Spider Man games aren't great, especially the I I'm, I'm more familiar with the first Spider Man because mm. that's the game I routed in speedrun. And uh, the controls suck. They're not good. Um, but uh, this game, though, like the controls are super responsive. Uh, the gameplay is actually pretty fun. The game design, the the level design, with the exception of three two, <laughs> is is fantastic. Uh, the auto scrollers, yeah, they are infuriating. They are frustrating. But that. That's how games were back in the '90s and the late '80s. Like they were, they were supposed to be frustrating. Like, how many times have you spent playing like Castlevania and died to whatever boss fourteen times just to realize if you just had holy water, you could have killed it in two seconds? <laughs> like that's how games were. They were supposed to be frustrating, you know. So, uh, I, yeah, I'll give you more thoughts after the break. But for the most part, the game is really good. <laughs> Uh, it's worth a playthrough. If you've played the first one, it's the second one is nothing like the first one. There's no top-down views. It's side-scrolling, platformer, a little bit of shoot-em-up action throughout the entire game. It's actually quite good. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I couldn't find much for general reception of the game. It's hard. It's honestly hard to find Game Boy, like how the media thought about some of this, especially if the game came out on different platforms. Like you could always find out, like, wow, this game was great on the Super Nintendo. Okay, what about the Game Boy? Well, I don't know. Yeah, right. it's it's definitely hard to see. Like the only thing you may be able to find is an article in in Nintendo Power, if even. But yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> that's uh, they're just tooting their own horn. So of course they're gonna give it a, a good rating. So right. so you can't go like by there's that. a like there's a thing here. Nintendo Power praised the SNES. Uh, version for including a two-player option. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Th- thanks. <laughs> thanks, Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, you can't. You can't really go by that. So. Yeah. Here you go. Nintendo Power praised the Game Boy version for its good play control and good music. Ah, there we go. And wrote and wrote that in some ways it was better than the SNES counterpart. Ooh. Whoa. Don't hear that too often. How about that? Nintendo just said that the Game Boy is better than the there Super Nintendo. There we go. Nintendo. We finally have proof. There it is. Right there. I, I'll even... Here it is right here. <laughs> I'll even give it to Mo so he can see it. <laughs> I'll post it in the Discord. Even. There we go. Look at Nobody's that. Nobody's going to know Boom. what's going on. Nintendo Power. <laughs> right here, folks. You're hearing it firsthand. Nintendo would rather do stuff with the Game Boy than the Super Nintendo. Yep. Um, 
So yeah, with that, uh, we're going to take another break here. When we come back, we'll give uh, some more history, thoughts of the game, uh, the small speedrun segment that we have, because this game actually does have a nice little speedrun community around it. So uh, stay tuned. back everybody so uh thoughts and history with the game uh i'll i'll go first i don't have actually that much to say about it so i didn't play this game until game boy adventure a year or two ago and i believe author blues made me play it because that was when that was when this game was actually the hot speed run for mm -hmm. a while within the game boy community um Casually played it. I thought it was a decent game. Uh, it was above average. Uh, I had fun with it. I had a couple of frustrating moments with it, but for the most part, I had fun with it. I thought it was a decent game. The controls were good. Uh, it's a game I, I would actually revisit and play through again, which actually says a lot towards the game because there's most Game Boy games I say that are good and I would never, ever return to again <laughs> just because I have... Mostly because like I have no no reason to. I did what I needed to do, and I and I was done with it. But this is a game I would definitely play through again casually, uh, as the sprite work is nice. The sprite sizes are nice. The music is is great, and the, and the level design for the most part is is very good. I think Ocean did a very very good job with this game. So yeah, I don't know. Like I always like Ocean games. Um... Even though they they, yeah, they are not the greatest or anything, but they always have something to them that that uh, makes me really appreciate playing through them, because um, usually they're also very hard games. Um, I think Ocean had a lot of uh, movie licenses back in that period because the oh, other yeah. ones I remember from recently well, within the last year that I played from Ocean are Darkman. Uh, which is also not a good game, but also not a bad game. Um, I really enjoyed playing it, but it's really tough indeed. Um, and the other one was... Uh, I completely forgot now. That's weird. Oh, uh, Navy Seals. Waterworld. Oh, Waterworld. Yeah, that's another <laughs> one. Uh, but Navy Seals is another one that's based on the movie, yeah. which is also an incredibly hard game, but really fun to play. Uh, so that, that's usually yep. how it goes for Ocean. The first one I ever played was Mr. Nuts, the Game Boy version. Uh, that one is a... That's a good game. I yeah, should. it's a little bit more lenient because you have passwords and continues and things like that. Uh, like Darkman and, and Navy Seals, you have three lives and that's basically it. Uh, so they are always really hard. But yeah, they are fun games. Um, and I think I was the first one that played this game, um, if I remember correctly, for Portable Pleasure. And then I made John Carls play it for his uh, console challenge. And he liked it that much that that uh they went into the whole speed running thing about it but yeah i really enjoyed this game like i played it again two weeks ago i still think this is a great game the other scrollers are sadly 
they they lengthen the game too much, uh, which is not necessary, and they're also a bit frustrating. But I do enjoy all the normal stages a lot. Uh, even the the raft auto scroller is is pretty much fun. It's, it's just those T Rex ones that uh, that are a little bit <clears throat> unnecessary or unfair at least. Uh, but I do recommend that everybody checks out this game. And I would say play the first one as well. Um, when I played the first one as a kid, I never understood the game well to get very far. But I played that one recently as well. And, and it wasn't that bad. I think it took me like maybe two hours. And I maybe I had to restart once. I don't remember. But um, I do think that's that's a very fun game as well. Um, <clears throat> I talked a little bit about the music earlier, um, and I'll figure this out with Lex how to do this. But I, I do want uh, want Lex to like play a little bit of of two songs that you probably already heard uh, during the break songs or an upcoming break. Um, and I did ask this question kinda to uh, to Jonathan Dunn, but he didn't really answer it. Um, but one of my favorite tracks of this uh, game is what we know as Background Music 6. Um, I think it's, it plays uh, during the underwater stage, if I remember correctly. Um, <clears throat> and it has like a part in it, around like 50 seconds in, that... For me, even though it really is not the same, um, it's hard to explain, uh, but it gives me the same feeling as the theme song from the movie Commando uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, and I asked if he maybe was influenced by that, but but uh, I didn't get the answer to that. Um, but now that I think about it more, and Lex, you can play those next to each other, I'll let you know uh, which parts I'm talking about. I was listening to the soundtrack as well for the break music and the first uh, background music it has a part uh, at the beginning that also kinda but not really resembles the Beverly Hills Cop team <laughs> in my head so so play those after each other as well Like, maybe it's just me making connections that aren't there, but, but it does kind of feel like it. And now I just wonder if, if Jonathan Dunn, like, got inspired by, like, late 80s, mid 80s movies or something for, for the soundtrack of this. So, uh, yeah, would, would be nice if, <laughs> if I'm not the only one who can hear, like, the, the similarities, I guess, or, or the same feel to those songs. So, but yeah, we'll, we'll put those in so... Uh, people can hear it as well, I guess. Yeah, I don't even know what my first Ocean game was. It's probably it was probably Batman for the Commodore sixty four. 
the Batman cr- cr- Capers Crusade or Crusade Capers. <laughs> they, probably the Caped Crusader then or something. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> but I don't know the game. Yeah. No, no. It's it's a game. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Commodore 64 yeah, game. Yeah. I mean, not that much <laughs> to win. Can't expect a much yeah. out of it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the small speedrun section. Um, world record holder is from Szechuan Steb. Uh, with a time of 24 minutes, 28 seconds. Uh, that was about a year ago. So almost like a 25, 30-minute speed run, mm-hmm. which is honestly, for a Game Boy game, kind of lengthy. A, a, a platformer, but nonetheless. And most of that time comes from the auto-scrollers. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it has a has a decent amount of people that are, I wouldn't say active, but you know, there's seven people on the leaderboard, so this game definitely had a little bit of hype around it. Um, the most active being Szechuan from a year ago. So, uh, a little bit of inactivity. So, if you're looking for a, a good Game Boy game to speedrun that actually has a little bit of heft to it, check out Jurassic Park Part 2 The Chaos Continues. It might uh, it might tickle your fancy. Yeah. So, so to speak. Yeah, and there is not much to it besides knowing the basic route that you have to take through the stages. Um, some damage boosts here and there because you know where you can get to hell to refill. And then it's all about knowing the boss threats, which are super easy yeah. to uh, to do. And then, well, you're going to have to remember the T-Rex pursuits, sadly. So <laughs> that those are the biggest problem, probably. Yeah. But for the... The most part of this game, uh, if you want to speedrun it, it's very standard. It doesn't use like any weird glitches that you have to practice or anything. It's it's very straightforward. Which are the best kind of speedruns, in my opinion. I don't like learning weird one frame <coughs> tile pixel perfect sub pixel glitch through a wall. That's yeah, or RNG related like things, that. or th- it, it, this game is yeah. not. It has no RNG or anything. Everything is always the same. The only RNG I think there might be is the squid. Which corner the, the which corner the squid comes I from? I think That's it's really set, it. actually. I think it's always like the same pattern. Huh? Oh, I is it? Think so. Well, there you yeah. go. Static squid, easy game. Uh. <laughs> um do we want to do another break or do we just want to i guess we can continue yeah that was a pretty short yeah pretty short section um so (laughs) i like my note done here community events related to game boy i put half (laughs) because there's so many marathons happening right now so many so with covid happening and uh, you know all the protests and everything happening out there in the world with awareness um games done quick calithon uh power up with pride uh God, there's so many more that I, I i feel bad missing them but there's just so many i can't even name right now uh everyone's doing a marathon it seems like once a month um for uh, either, you know, for various different charities to raise awareness for certain issues across the world. Um, those that were in-person events have now become online events such as SGDQ. Um, there's just there's just so much happening right now in terms of online events. 
Uh, I honestly can't keep track of them at all. So, if you are wanting to know when these things are happening, uh, honestly, go on Twitter, go follow Midwest Speed Fest, Games Done Quick, uh, Calithon, Power Up with Pride, um, RPG Limit Break. Like, go follow those big ones because what they're going to do is that they're going to tell you when their events are coming up and then there's going to be a lot of uh, individuals from those events that either work those events or have had a lot of, you know, sway with those events, whether they've been a runner for years or a previous staff or whatever. Some of them put on their own marathons as well, too, and they'll get liked and retweeted. So, like, those five those five uh, accounts I just told you to go check out on Twitter, like, that's where you're going to get a lot of your news for marathons coming up. Um I try and keep people posted in Discord too as other marathons pop up. But right now, like with how the world is, like at least there's one or two marathons a month happening. So it's really hard to keep keep track of everything. Yeah. And it's also hard to say if there will be Game Boy games showing up there. If there are, it's usually the right. the, the usual uh, suspects. But uh, yeah, there, there might be one or, or two here and there. So. It's always nice to see. Yeah, you'll get your you'll get your Pokemon, your Zelda, your maybe Mario. Yeah, and probably um, now there will be Dragon Slayer. <laughs> well, no, I don't mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, Dragon Slayer! Uh, hilarious to see, but that's that's about it. Uh, but uh, now that uh, there's been a big thing around Super Mario Land Two, of course. Uh, with Darby yeah. and taking the world record first and get well sp- spreading the word that that game exists, I guess, even though everybody has played that game. Uh, oh dear, took their world record back. So there, there's a lot of things going on around that. So I'm absolutely sure Super Mario Land 2 will be showing up in a lot of marathons uh, from here on out. Super so. Mario Land 2 has gotten a lot of focus from from NES Mario Runners. Yeah. Uh, Dar- Darbian, you know, everyone who, know, who knows who Darbian mm-hmm. is, you know, picked up SML2, ran it, you know, took record and found found uh, efficiencies. Oh, dear, who is the, the prodigy child of Super Mario Land 2, in my yeah. opinion, uh, you know, saw them get better, took the record back. Uh, Green Death Flavor, GDF, uh, I saw him pick up the game, playing it a bit as well, too. Uh, Dad Infini- Infinium is that his new, new yes. handle? Yes. Dad, okay, has started picking up SML two and playing it again as well. Uh, S- Super Mario Land two, the six golden uh, coins plus Wario's castle uh, has uh, has definitely seen a lot of hype around it lately, and I would not be surprised if that game uh, get into more marathons now because of it. So yeah. It's it's fun to watch the speed run. Like I follow, have been following Odeer since yesteryear. So <laughs> I've always seen it. I've been following Odeer. Yeah, for years, so yeah. Um, it's been fun to watch those streams. Uh, like it, when he took the world record back, I was watching, and I remember it because I had. I should have been in bed like an hour before that, but I was still watching and you saw his heart rate go up. My, my heart rate was way over his when I saw what was happening. I was like, oh, I have to see this. I have to I, see this. So good. I didn't see Odeer take it back. I watched Darby and take it 
the first time. And I was like, oh. You know, like, everyone was just like, what? Just, you know, like, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> Out of nowhere, you know? And, uh, yeah. It, it, it's been fun watching Darby and Odir, and now others go into that, go into the fray and really just destroy that game. Like, it's fun watching that game just get destroyed because we all know my history with that game. So. <laughs> that game destroyed to you, but... That game destroyed the Super <laughs> Nintendo controller. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's good that, that the Game Boy game is getting some attention uh, for once. Like, again, it's one of the popular games, of course. Like, it's it's Mario, yeah. of course. It's a Mario. Uh, but it might pave the way for, for other people to, to seek out some other Game Boy games, seeing that, oh, that's actually a really fun thing to speedrun. And there are so many out there that are actually really fun to speedrun, so... Um, Maybe Super Mario Land One will get some love. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that one is a really technical run. That's that's a crazy technical yeah. run. Well, that's because the controls are so yeah, slippery. Yeah. It's very different <laughs> physics wise. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah. Listener que- listen listener questions listener questions. There we <laughs> go. English is really hard today apparently. Um. No questions, but we got some pretty nice memes in Discord. I was pretty happy with the uh, <laughs> the T Rex eating French fries GIF. That was my all time favorite. Like every, every, like when we so like we post a channel in our Discord for those that aren't in our Discord. We post a channel in our Discord for the next episode <clears throat> and what it's going to be for listeners to ask questions. And when there starts to become memes into the channel, I kind of just start ignoring the channel until it's time to record. <laughs> so, uh, I I went to the channel today to go see if there were any questions, and I saw this gif of the T-Rex, I believe. it's Is that the scene where he eats the guy off the yeah, toilet? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so there's a gif of a T-Rex... And instead of a guy in the toilet, it's this big carton of McDonald's french fries. And the T-Rex comes and bites into it and takes a bunch of french fries and walks away. I don't know why it's so funny, but it it makes me chuckle every time I see it. <laughs> so kudos to that to that GIF right there. <laughs> yeah. Getting questions in is hard, but getting memes in. <laughs> that, that will... Yeah, memes yeah. are easy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so no questions just memes so yeah. uh with that said uh we're gonna cut it here so if you guys have any thoughts <coughs> suggestions feedback uh we're always open to to feedback always want to hear how we can better the podcast you know maybe better our questions better you know does any just an all-around better you know make it better for you the listeners uh, our DMs are always open on Twitter and Discord. You can come check us out on our stream, which we'll tell you how to get to later. Uh, we would love to hear back from you one way or another. Um, we have a Patreon, so if you feel like supporting the podcast, you can be a patron. Uh, what the Patreon gives you is that it gives you a special role in the This Is Game Boy Discord where you can see behind-the-scenes channels and also podcast outtakes as well, too, along with uh, podcast episode notes. And maybe, is there anything else I'm missing? 
with that? Um, yeah, well, we do want to do like listener selected episodes one time, but but yeah. we don't have enough patrons for that. We have five actually at this moment, so thank you everybody wow. who who actually yeah, became you. a patron. And if they're, I think the latest person is not in our Discord, but um, if you're listening to this episode, then um, yeah. If, if you have Discord, connect to it and you can see some of the special things on Discord then. So, uh, but yeah, we do want to do like a listener episode one day, but we need enough people to actually get a vote going on, of course, because otherwise it's, yeah. it's kind of ridiculous to do that. And I think we <laughs> will be doing some more exclusive stuff, not maybe only for Patreon, um, but we have been thinking about a few things uh to, to do extra besides just the normal podcast. Uh, maybe also to spruce it up our YouTube channel so that there's like, yeah, other things there besides all the videos that we've recently uploaded from all our previous episodes. Um, so just just some extra things, like maybe just some really small things, but uh, it's, it's always nice to have a little bonus if you do, well, try to support us in, in any way possible, so... Yep, um, and if you're not into the subscription-based things, like, honestly, like, if you subscribe and you're like, oh, I forgot I subscribed, and it keeps coming out, like, I've been there, done that with Hulu and Netflix so many times. <laughs> we also have PayPal. Um, if you want to do a, don- a one-time dono-type deal, uh, again, super appreciative. Uh, please let us know, since there's no tie between PayPal and Discord, at least that I know of, uh, please let one of us know. We would love to reward you in some way for supporting us. Um, we'll figure out how, but please let us know. Uh, we would we would love love to reward you. Um, <coughs> outside of that, uh, I don't think we have anything other anything else to really announce, right? I don't. No. Um, we don't have any announcements for the podcast, at least no. Mm. yeah not for the podcast (laughs) so yeah with that said uh you can find me on twitch and twitter at belthic gaming uh instagram at belthic gaming tiktok on belthic i'm just gonna throw out all of my social media so because i need followers (laughs) and youtube just go subscribe to my youtube i don't have a channel name yet i need 100 subscribers go subscribe so i can have a channel name so i can say that on the podcast as well there's some epic playtesting of Super Squidlet that's coming out hopefully in the next month or so. So go so go watch that and subscribe. Uh, you can find our fantastic, wonderful, beautiful producer Legs at Sprinting Legs on Twitch, Legs on Discord, Legs on YouTube, and you can check out her project website, SprintingLegs.com. Bo, where can they find you? I am available on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube, Paul slash Moole, M-O-E-L-L-E. Wait, yeah, U-H, yeah, there we go. Yeah, no, there's no, there's, there's no U-H. <laughs> nah, there is a U-H, because <laughs> I, I don't know who you're going to end up with, but uh, not B, at least. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's all I have, really. And, of course, on, on Discord, uh, uh you can find me without the UH probably. So uh, that's that's all I have. Well, easy enough. So we need to figure out what our next episode is. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, and of course you is can. Is it my choice? You can you can find oh, all the information and all the links and all the whatever you want. Uh, just a click away if you go to our actual website, which is uh, gbrunners.com/tigb. Um, again, reminder. I think I did the same with the uh, uh, light that I recorded. I have to add a link to YouTube to the website actually, uh, where you can find oh, yeah. our episodes now with a video, with or without gameplay, depending on, on what kind of episode it was. Yeah, shoutouts to uh, Mo and Legs doing all of that YouTube video work because I know that was time consuming. Yeah, so. a lot of waiting. <laughs> but but yes uh, I'm glad it's done so <laughs> so the next time you hear back from us we'll be talking about hairy hammers and buildings that are possessed by ghosts with Hammer and Harry Ghost Building Complex awesome until next time bye leader But buts, but buts, 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 bu